I'm Robin Truth, explorer of the supernatural and author of over 100 books, including Curing Dropsy with Crystals and The Hunt for King David's Ghost. Join me as I take calls from ordinary people, just like you, who have encountered the impossible and survived to tell the tale. This is Truth at Midnight. Tonight, I spoke with Mikey D. of Bloomington, Indiana, who lost a friend to fiends from beyond the stars. Mikey, what haunts your waking nightmares? Well, when I was in junior high, I was best friends uh, with this guy, Sean. He was just the coolest kid I'd ever met. And we liked all of the same stuff. Uh, he'd come over to my house and we'd play magic cards or, or uh, drink a six pack of orange soda and just, you know, get all hyped up on sugar and laugh ourselves silly watching Animaniacs. And well, then, then over one summer, something happened. Uh, he was going to, to Devil's Tower with his family on a, on a long road trip. And when he came back, it, it was like he was a different person. And I don't, I don't just mean acting weird. I mean, he was taller, his voice was different, and it changed everything between us. Mikey, what do you believe caused your friend to change? feel like there's only one explanation and that's alien abduction and that the experiments that they did on him uh, changed his mind and body in such a way that he was unrecognizable to me and in fact he started acting like he didn't know who I was either alien abduction according to leaked government statistics 100% of Americans have either been abducted by aliens or know someone who has, or don't know anyone who has. Mikey, was there a moment when you were forced to realize this friendship is over? Yeah, Sean started growing distance uh, with each passing day. Finally, it got to the point where he got accepted to NYU and we just had to kind of call our friendship quits. I mean, by then, I was really busy with my part-time gig at the video store, and my mom and I were getting really into puzzles, and he just wasn't there for me anymore. Do you ever wish it was you who had been taken instead of your friend? How would you have handled it differently? Man, I know that if the aliens took me, I would have done something really cool, like, I don't know, pretended to be asleep and then kicked a laser gun out of their hands and then taken control of the ship, you know, with my PC gaming skills. Uh, I could have flown the ship down to where Sean was, and then we could have spent the whole summer just flying around shooting lasers at Mount Rushmore and stuff. I do believe there is life outside the Milky Way. In 2002, I ventured to Tampico, Mexico, after hearing reports of a UFO crash outside a chicken processing plant. At first, the locals played coy, but eventually I was allowed to purchase the skeleton of an alien pilot. He was nearly the size and shape of a chicken, but cost much, much, much more money. Unfortunately, a TSA agent screamed and threw the skeleton in the trash. And that 
is why I always check my baggage. I knew it. I knew Sean's abduction was just the tip of the iceberg. Now, years later, what is your friend Sean doing? Is he still under the alien's sway? Unfortunately, according to my heavy Facebook research, Sean is deeper in their clutches than ever. He ended up meeting a singer-slash-actress at NYU, uh, Sarah something, and um, moving out to Los Angeles. They've got a couple of kids now, twins, I think. And uh, it's it's bad. I mean, we used to watch these like really cool kung fu movies and talk about what we'd do if we ever wrote a screenplay, but instead he's just frittering away working for some CW show. I think it's a, a Riverdale spinoff called Katie Keene. Uh, it's like he went from being transformed for a breeding program into transformed for a propaganda program to make other teens want to breed. What do you think Sean's average Saturday night is like? And what's yours? Honestly, Robin, I shudder to think what Sean's average Saturday night is since his reprogramming. Uh, I, I imagine his wife has him trapped in some kind of game night that doesn't involve dungeons or dragons. Or, God, maybe he has to go to some school play to watch his genetically perfect offspring demonstrate some sort of elaborate dance routine to prove their physical prowess. I don't know. Or maybe the propaganda machine keeps him so busy he, he doesn't even leave the house. My average Saturday night is just as awesome as it was when I was 12. I uh, heat up some breakfast for dinner lean pockets. I fire up Earthworm Jim on my emulator, uh, listen to some Star Wars novels on audiobook. Uh, of course, when I was 12, I wasn't allowed to have a big thermos full of Sprite and vodka, but I'm a grown-up now, baby. So... I just kind of do my thing all night and fall asleep on the couch and there's nobody to yell at me. Caller, we've all had friends that we've grown apart from and it's perfectly natural to blame the aliens whose fault it is. You two would be kings of Hollywood if evil from beyond the stars hadn't intervened. If you really want to get your friend's attention, you'll have to write the perfect screenplay without him. Show his alien handlers that regular old human beings still know how to combine humor with pulse-pounding action. And oh yeah, a little bit of heart, too. You sell a movie, you'll have all the friends you'll ever need. Real friends, too. The Hollywood kind. I... I, I never thought about it that way. I could I could beat them at their own game, uh, infiltrate the system. Oh, man, I, I, I got to get writing. Uh, Without giving anything away, tell me just the title of the screenplay you'd like to write. Uh, it's called MI666. I can't wait to see it on opening night with you and Sean sitting in the front row. Caller, I'll leave you and our listeners with tonight's nugget of truth. Friendship is a two-way street. So if you never learn to drive, you can never be thrown from the car that is relationships. I'm Robin Truth, 
Sleep well, if you can. <laughs>